the administration then chose to defame me and more importantly the FBI by saying that the organization was in disarray, that it was poorly led, that the workforce had lost confidence in its leader. Those were lies, plain and simple. Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. You may have heard yesterday the former director of the FBI, James Comey, testified for three hours publicly before the Senate Intelligence Committee, and we just heard one of the most explosive statements that he made during that testimony right there. Uh, there were a number of bombshells, I think, in his testimony. One was that he thinks of, of President Donald Trump as a liar and worried about his propensity to lie. The other was that James Comey leaked the memos he wrote about his encounters with the president to the press via a personal friend. Comey says he wrote the memos in an unclassified memo on purpose so that they could be made public if Trump lied about the meetings. The president and his lawyer have both said the testimony served primarily as vindication that President Trump wasn't being investigated for collusion with Russia during the election. And Trump isn't wrong on that point. There is an element of vindication in that regard. But what wasn't clarified was whether Trump is now being investigated for obstruction of justice. That's where we want to start the conversation this morning. And of course, we want to hear from you. Did you watch the Comey testimony yesterday? What were you thinking while he was saying these things about the president of the United States, calling the president of the United States a liar, saying that he was so worried about the president's propensity to lie, that he had to make notes of their conversations so that he could defend himself Later, uh, do you, did you find Comey credible in the things that he said? Did you feel like he was telling the truth yesterday? And what did you think of the president's responses, both through his lawyer and then today through uh, Twitter, which is one of his main means of communicating with the public? Uh, is the president telling the truth about uh, what happened between him and James Comey? Is he is he vindicated somehow by the things that Comey said yesterday? Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is always the number here. Three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation. Who do you think came out on top after the hearing, uh, and do you think? We are any closer to some sort of finality or end to this whole affair, uh, or do you think we're just beginning? And I think this is a great question. Is John McCain okay? Uh, John McCain, one of the more sober heads and minds on Capitol Hill, yesterday seemed uh, out of it, uh, to say the least. Uh, what what was going on with that? That was certainly the most bizarre moment of the testimony yesterday. So again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. And joining me now to talk about what we saw and heard from James Comey yesterday is Andy Arena. He is the executive director of the Detroit Crime Commission, former special agent in charge with the FBI here in Detroit. Andy, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, it's great to have you here uh, because uh, as somebody who worked for the FBI for such a long time and as somebody who has been involved in so many different kinds of investigations where 
ultimately you got to figure out who's telling the truth and who's telling you a lie. Uh, I think you're the perfect person to sort of sit here today and tell us what we saw yesterday. Did we see uh, did we see somebody absolutely paint a picture of the president of the United States as a liar and somebody who was out to obstruct justice, or is the picture still a little murky? Well, it it, it was very interesting television. It was drama at its best. It was uh, reality TV. I might have paid to have watched yesterday if there was a if there was a charge. I might have got my credit card. Out. Yeah, it was it was something I've never quite experienced. So it was from that standpoint, it was it was good entertainment. Um, you know, I have to preface this by saying I've I've known Jim Comey for a number of years. I've worked with him. Um, and, and I like him and I think he is a, uh, is an honorable man. You know, I questioned last year, uh, some of the things he'd done. I've questioned his judgment. I would never question his character and integrity from my standpoint, watching yesterday. Uh, I think he came off as, as honest. I think he came off as being very straightforward at times, self-effacing saying basically I, Hey, I took the cowardly way out or I should have done this better. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, basically saying, yeah, I leaked this stuff. Uh, standing up, nobody does that. I mean, nobody says <laughs> I'm yeah, the leaker. Yeah, I did it. Uh, so from from that standpoint, I think he came off uh, he came off very very strong. Um, as you said, you know the Trump the Trump administration uh, embraced some of the things he said and then turned on him. I mean, you can't have it both ways. Either either he's lying or he's not. So you know that doesn't help their their cause. Um, from what came out of this, I mean, there were obviously some bombshells. I think you know basically saying, hey, I leaked this stuff. I mean, that was that was interesting. Uh, one thing that was kind of glossed over was his conversation that he had with uh, former Attorney General uh, Loretta Lynch, mm -hmm. where she basically was saying, hey, don't call this an investigation, call it a matter, and that troubled him. So I think he really got a glimpse inside of Washington politics and how, uh, unfortunately, it's affecting an, an institution like the FBI, which yeah. is supposed to be out of this. It's right. supposed to be out of politics. Uh, did it surprise you to learn – about and this is before yesterday. Uh, did it surprise you to learn that the president was asking to speak with the FBI director by himself, moving other people out of the room, telling the attorney general, for instance, to leave the room, telling his chief of staff to leave the room, so that he he could do that. I mean, uh, put that in some context of the way that the relationship works between uh, the White House and and the FBI. So different presidents and different directors have a different different relationships. I know when Robert Mueller was the director, um, I actually went with him on several occasions to to the to the Oval Office to do morning briefings uh, of the president on, on terrorism. Now this is post nine eleven. Uh, you know Bob Mueller met with President Bush every single day. I mean every every morning he was up there briefing him on the threats to to the nation. Uh, you know, Comey basically said, I didn't have that many meetings with Obama. I mean, different presidents are different. Um, I, I find it highly improper, though, for any president to approach a director of the FBI and ask for an update on a criminal investigation that has uh, ties to, to his administration. Uh, that's improper. It should not it should never happen. So that that, that troubles me. Yeah. Uh, what about the things that Comey says? transpired in in those meetings this idea first of asking for his loyalty uh, the idea of you need to be on board with uh, with my administration and then saying hey you know Mike Flynn he's a good guy and I'd really rather 
see you back off of uh, this investigation. Does that, to you, rise to the level of what people are saying it does? Some people saying that's obstruction of justice. So, first of all, let's talk about the loyalty oath. Sure. Uh, I mean, every FBI agent takes a loyalty oath. It's called it's the, the Constitution. Of, it's called the oath of office. <laughs> it's to the Constitution of the United States and to the American people. And so that's where your loyalty. And I think my answer to the president would have been, yes, I'm. I'll take. I have already taken a loyalty oath to the to the Constitution. So you know that certainly is is one aspect. Um, you know. Asking people to leave the room, I think that just is a little bit smoked to the fire. As you and I were discussing earlier, um, you know, I'm an investigator. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I look at this through my warped optics. And so, uh, you know, I'm looking at this. Obstruction of justice is a very, very difficult thing to prove. And so, you know, people are running around this morning saying, see, he was vindicated or he obstructed. You know, I'm like, I don't see either one of those. I'm like, there's some evidence there. And there are some things that I think need to be followed up on. And Robert Mueller, the independent counsel, will certainly follow up on yeah. it. So, you know, that's where I think I'm at today is there were some some very um, troubling things that I saw yesterday. There were some things that certainly tickled my curiosity as an investigator. So um, you you started the show out as, you know, kind of where are we at? Is this yeah. the end? Is right. this, uh, you know, this is uh, – I think we just kicked – kicked off the game yesterday. <laughs> so so uh, you you deal with these questions of uh, credibility and truth and fact uh, around uh, the issue of obstruction of justice a lot and and mm. one place that you're doing it now that I know you can't talk that much about but I like you to at least sort of reference this, is is with, with regard to what happened in Flint. Mm. That's one of the things that's uh, that's on the table there in terms of the people who have been fingered as as perhaps criminally responsible. Talk about how difficult it is to to, to prove obstruction of justice. So, Stephen, you're exactly right. This is the world I'm living in right now. You know, Todd Flood is the Robert Mueller. He's the invest the uh, the independent counsel, and I'm the chief investigator. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're going through this evidence, and you know, who's telling the truth, um, and what documents are out there, and what interviews are out there to support this, and you know, looking at the totality of the circumstances, the way things went down to to support this. So, yeah, it's obstruction of justice is a very difficult charge to prove, uh, and it's difficult. Principally, my my memory of of this world is. It, it, you have to prove intent, yeah, and that's a very difficult concept in the law to sort of put together. Yes, yeah. so you know, obviously, there's two courts, right? There's a court of law and there's a court of public opinion. So I mean, right? But the court of law is a much more difficult burden of proof. So yeah, you're you're, and usually when you're talking about a situation like that, it's a very insular uh, situation. You know, not a lot of people are involved, and so somebody's got to fess up here. So. Uh, and you got to look at documents, you got to look at meetings. And so what we saw yesterday was a lot of circumstantial evidence. You know, Jim Comey saying, yeah, I met on this date. I'm sure his calendar shows he met on that date. Uh, these people were asked to leave the room. That's And you could sense from his testimony that uh, that was very unusual because the attorney general and the chief of staff or his, his ne- uh, son-in-law actually kind of mm-hmm. lingered. Right. Saying, 
you really want us to leave. So I think that just kind of goes to that that this was highly unusual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Uh, my guest is Andy Arena. He's the executive director of the Detroit Crime Commission, former special agent in charge with the FBI here in Detroit. We're talking about former FBI director James Comey's testimony yesterday before Congress about his interactions with President Donald Trump. Comey said that the president is lying about some things that he has said uh, about James Comey, also said that uh, he believes he was fired as a way of trying to redirect or end or somehow otherwise affect uh, the investigation into whether the Trump campaign colluded with Russian officials last year. Do you believe Jim Comey when he says these things? Did he win the day, I guess, yesterday on Capitol Hill? Or do you feel like perhaps President Trump came out on top after all of the things that we saw and heard? Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDT Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will try to work your comments into the conversation. Rebecca on Facebook says, I learned that investigators' minds make more sense to me than either of the political parties. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's right. That's quite a compliment for Andy Arena there and, and Jim Comey. I mean, there is, there is this kind of... Uh, uh, Delivery, I think that you that, that you get from from people who work in this branch of the government, and and a sort of evenness that that I think just projects differently than when you have political actors in front of in front of congressional hearings. And and Jim Comey is is somebody who I think his entire reputation really is is built on that sort of just that equanimity, that that really calm approach to, to things. Tom on Facebook says, I learned that Sessions is in much deeper trouble than I previously believed. Uh, that's an interesting comment as well. There are some real questions, I think, that were raised about what the attorney general's role was here and what it should be. I mean, it does seem like after this happened, you would think that the attorney general might have gone to the president and said, you know what? That's probably not a great idea to to talk directly to him. How about you talk to me if you have something you wanna you wanna say to him? And Stephen, that's how it usually goes. I mean, the attorney general is the um, the director's boss, uh, and uh, usually things go through him. And um, I can I don't know I can't remember too many instances where Bob Mueller, when he was the director, was up there privately without the attorney general there in front of the president. It just right. doesn't. So to me as an investigator and an insider, that that kind of struck me as very odd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Lots of people want to talk about this. Uh, Jenny and Dexter, welcome to Detroit Today. Oh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I was just saying, I so I didn't get a chance to watch all the testimony, but the one thing that struck me was when the Republicans suggested that um, Comey had a responsibility kind of let the president know that his behavior or questioning, um, you know, privately questioning uh, Comey about the investigation that he should have, you know, indicated to the president that was not appropriate behavior. And my feeling is, it's not Jim Comey's responsibility to school the president on moral behavior. I think that any adult would know that that's not an appropriate thing to ask. And, and to have people leave the room, I think Jeff Sessions could have maybe stepped up and said, hey, you know, I don't think this is in our best interest to have you alone in the room with um, Director Comey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jenny, uh, thanks very much for that call. What about this question of what 
James Comey's response was to this. D- did you feel like he he made himself vulnerable with his testimony yesterday about, well, why didn't you say something to the president? Why didn't you say something to the attorney general after this uh, after this happened? Well, I, you know, I think he answered that question. That's a question that I've had. Um, and I think he was very honest. He said, look, I could have uh, I could have done better. Uh, I took the coward's way out. Um, that was very telling that he was that honest to, to say that. Now, um, we all like to we all like to believe that if we were in that situation, we know exactly <laughs> what we would have done. we do the right done, thing. You know, and uh, I hope, Stephen, that I would have done the right thing. You no, know, I, I saw, and I, I saw one situation I can remember crystal clear where Director Mueller stood up to the Vice President of the United States, Dick Cheney, and said, we are not doing that. Right. And so, um, you know, I was a little disappointed that, that Comey didn't do that. But you know what? I don't know if I'm in that situation. Uh, I think also uh, people you're sometimes— blind, You're blindsided. And I think people sometimes underestimate the just the weight of being in the Oval Office— I've never I've actually never been in the Oval Office. I've been in the West Wing of the White House though, uh, in the press room and these other places. It, it you feel differently uh, when you're there. There is the sort of weight of history and all this other stuff that's around you. Sometimes I would imagine that uh, that you lose your head a bit and and get a little off kilter and I'm I'm sure that James Comey who um, is no stranger to the White House was shocked by the things that the president said. By shocked, was shocked by the things that he asked people to do, and you know, uh, you, you you react in the moment as opposed to to being able to think. So, uh, but and I agree with you that it was really interesting to hear him admit to that uh, yesterday. I thought that took a lot of. Uh, a lot of courage. Uh, Jacob on Facebook says the single largest takeaway from the testimony is that Comey is a deeply political individual. Uh, different take on what we learned about Jim Comey yesterday. I think some people are looking at the leaking and saying, boy, that makes him an awful lot like other Washington actors we know. This is a guy who's trying to sort of make himself stand apart. Maybe he damaged his uh, his reputation by admitting that. Yeah, I listen. I was a little troubled by that. Um, you know, I, I saw Trump's attorney last night screaming that he should be prosecuted for leaking, and uh, I was on um, uh, on television last night with Jeffrey Collins, former U.S. attorney, good sure. friend of mine. And I said, Jeff, I want to make sure I got this right. I said, What would you charge him with? There is no federal statute. I mean, if it's classified, obviously that's that's an issue. Right. But these are his own personal notes. Um, you know, and if an FBI agent leaks out a memo. Um, you're going to get prosecuted, or, or I'm sorry, you're going to get fired. Uh, you're not going to keep your job, but you're not going to. There is no federal leaking statute. So, you know, his lack, uh, Trump's attorney's lack of knowledge of the law troubles me too. Uh, but it does. I mean, I was troubled to see. But I, I guess when you're fighting a war and, and they're slinging arrows at you uh, and you're protecting yourself, and I think Comey to a certain extent was protecting the FBI is an institution. Yeah, uh, he justified it in his mind. I think that hey, look, I got to fight fire with fire. I, I don't know if I agree with that, but I understand. I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to John in Detroit. John, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning. Hey, hey um, I with all this with the memorandums and such, it made me think of when I was in the Air Force. A sergeant of mine told me early on, he's like, if anyone ever tells you to break procedure to, you know, which is basically break a standing order, that 
as soon as it happens, as soon as you're done, go sit down, write what he called the memorandum for record. He goes, you know, put it away, put it aside, and sit on it, because one day that might save your butt, because, <laughs> you know, the fact is, is if you're going to get asked to do something that's not right, you want to make sure it's all, all on record and on your point of view immediately. Yeah, yeah, and John. I, I, I see the parallels in in this situation completely. Yeah, it's an interesting that's an interesting analogy. Uh, uh, Andy, talk about the the situations in which someone like uh, James Comey, you know, an investigator, a prosecutor, uh, law enforcement official, feels like, hey, I better I better write this stuff down just because I I don't know where it may may come back uh, come back at me. So uh, from a larger standpoint, uh, one of the first things you're taught as an FBI agent is there's an old saying in the FBI, if it ain't on paper, it didn't happen. Right. <laughs> and so what we were taught to do is when you come back from a meeting with the U.S. Attorney's Office or, or an interview, you've got five days to write that interview down. Uh, we got a uh, meeting with the U.S. Attorney's Office, come back, you memorialize it. I used to send letters to the assistant U.S. Attorney saying, hey, we met on this day and this is what we talked about. People's uh, memories are fleeting. Uh, it, it is a bit of a CYA, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we are taught to memorialize things. Now, Jim Comey's not an agent. He's more of a prosecutor. But, sure. um, you know, taking it a step further, obviously he felt uh, uneasy. Yeah. And I think that's what but, – but from a bigger standpoint, that's what you're taught to do in the FBI. And it's this caller. I mean, it, that's a government thing. Right, right. All right, Andy Arena, executive director of the Detroit Crime Commission – former special agent in charge with the FBI. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Always my pleasure, Stephen. All right, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about James Comey's testimony. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. Bruce in Detroit, Maria and Troy, Sharon in Birmingham, we will get to you. We'll be right back. WDET, bringing you culture and information that empowers our community. Every day. On 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. What you could hear there was former FBI Director James Comey testifying before Congress yesterday about his run-ins with President Donald Trump. There he was talking about the idea that maybe there were tapes made of the conversations that Comey and Trump had in the White House. The president tweeted earlier this year that maybe there are tapes and maybe James Comey should be afraid of what might be on those tapes. Comey said yesterday, basically, bring it on. If there are tapes, he said it's not. it doesn't hurt his feelings. He'd love for people to be able to hear that. Uh, it's a good frame for the entire day of testimony and back and forth between Comey and the White House, uh, as well as the, the the president's lawyers over the things that he said during that testimony. Joining us now to talk about that mood in Washington, the reflection now today, uh, after all of the things that we heard and saw yesterday, is David Shepardson, reporter with Reuters in D.C. He covered congressional politics for the Detroit News for many years. David, welcome to Detroit Today. 
No, thanks, Steve. Yeah. Uh, so uh, talk about where we are today in in Washington. Uh, I, I know that yesterday uh, the, the whole town seemed to stop for a moment, pause and take a look. Bars opened early. People gathered together to hear what James Comey had to say. Uh, what's the next? What's the next iteration of this story? Uh, it, well, there's going to be additional hearings. You know, the fallout's going to continue. The special prosecutor is going to investigate for for months or, or longer. But I think you know the takeaway from the Republicans and a lot of Democrats is there's a small window, typically after you win, to get stuff done. And the president wants to get tax reform and health. You know, health care. Sure. overhaul done. And it's just a question of whether the, he's got the political capital and Congress is going to spend the time to actually get it done. Or are they going to be completely consumed by this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what What is the consensus, I guess, about what, what Jim Comey was able to establish yesterday in his testimony and the things that we're still waiting to to know whether they are true or false or what direction this is all headed? Well, I, I think the key the key issues are. I mean, there was something for everybody in the testimony. Clearly, President Trump, his lawyer, his supporters seized on the fact that Jim Comey admitted, you know, pretty unusually that he had orchestrated the leak of the memo that that, as Andy was talking about, memorialized his conversation with the president to a Columbia to a friend of his, a Columbia University professor, who then. Uh, brief reporters about it, and Comey said that was in part to, to get a special prosecutor put in place. Uh-huh. And if you're, but if you're, if you're a, you know, if you're an opponent of the president or you're concerned about what's going on, there was a lot, there was a lot of testimony to be pretty concerned about. I mean, it's unusual for the FBI director, somebody who's been law enforcement and a prosecutor at the highest levels for decades to call the president of the United States a liar and not not just on the big things but on the little things things like did you know did the president said that Comey called him at one time he said that's not true beyond this whole sort of bigger issue of did um, you know did he tell Comey to or, or urge him to back off the Flynn investigation there's a lot of speculation here that because his lawyer you know, Trump's lawyer was so categorical in denying that, that he never said anything like that, 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 that he wouldn't have done that if there are any, any tapes. Right. And so, that's, I mean, the president's going to have a press conference later today. He's very likely going to be asked about that question again. And, and there's a chance that the special prosecutor, Bob Mueller, could subpoena those tapes, not unlike what happened in, in, in Watergate. So, no, I think one takeaway is that this is not going to end for months or potentially years. And and you know, Steve, from, from being here, that even small scandals, you know, can metastasize and go on for years. Look at, you know, Whitewater, sure. you know, or, or various other probes that, that went on for five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Uh, again, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is David Shepardson, a reporter with Reuters in D.C. He covered congressional politics for many years for the Detroit News. We're talking about James Comey's explosive testimony yesterday in front of Congress about his run-ins with President Donald Trump. So, uh, what are the things that uh, James Comey said about the president that resonated with you? Did you believe James Comey in the testimony that he offered? Did you believe the president in the things that he said in answer to that testimony, first through his lawyer, now today through Twitter, one of his favorite means 
of communication. Uh, did you feel like the president was somehow condemned by the things that uh, James Comey said, or did you think he was maybe vindicated, which is what the president's spin on Comey's testimony was? 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work your comments into the conversation. Uh, let's go to Sharon in Birmingham. Sharon, welcome to Detroit Today. Oh, good morning, and Hi. thank you for taking my call. Sure. I just wanted to remark about when judging Mr. Comey and Mr. Trump on veracity, I think that Mr. Comey wins because he was under oath. He admitted some of his own personal failings in dealing with the issues surrounding um, his conversations with Mr. Trump. And we have, on the other hand, uh, documented audio and videotaped um, incidents of Mr. Trump lying to the American people about issues large and small. So, you know... I say, you know, Comey wins on truthfulness. Yeah, Sharon, that's a, I mean, that's a really important uh, contextual analysis of what we're what we're seeing here. The idea that one person has a record that makes him uh, seem, you know, like a truth teller. The other has a record that's that's full of uh, of at least some small tales, tall tales, big whoppers. I mean, all kinds of. Uh, misstatements. Uh, David Shepperson, talk about the, the the credibility gap that the president faces and how that might also make it difficult for him with the other things on his agenda, not just in terms of this investigation where that will be at the central part of the inquiry, but when you're trying to get things done in Washington, you do have to have some credibility in order to to, to do that. No, you're right. He and he's trying to get a lot of things across the finish line in a very short time. And there's a there's a lot of things that have to get done. The Congress only has a couple months to extend the debt ceiling, to pass a budget. And there's a big fight over, you know, large cuts to domestic programs that President Trump has proposed. Not to mention health care reform uh, or essentially repealing most of Obamacare that Senator McConnell and the wants wants to start to take that up in the next the next few weeks uh, and then and then tax reform uh, and, the, and beyond that an infrastructure plan which of course this week was supposed to be about talking about one of his most bipartisan issues which is a plan to spend a trillion dollars over 10 years on infrastructure so no he needs credibility with his his members but right now I guess the White House would argue that he remains very popular with his base although his approval numbers are, are very low, historically low. He still maintains a pretty strong uh, support among people who voted for him. Yeah, and so and a lot of members in you know, a lot of Republicans, by and large, have has has stood by him. Even at the hearing, there was not a lot of direct criticism of him. Although, unlike him, there was very little criticism of Jim Comey. A lot of Republicans have worked with him for years and and respect him. So, no, I think I think he's got some challenges. But look, the reason. As he said that his advisor said he fired Jim Comey was to try to get the Russia cloud off of his administration so he could move on. It was only a month ago today he fired Jim Comey, and now, as you said, a lot of Washington is ground to a halt to focus on on this issue 
what the Russian what the Russian involvement was. What did Mike Flynn do? And no, and this this is not going to end anytime soon. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to see a lot of his agenda getting through in the short term. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maria in Troy, you're up next on Detroit Today. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh. Well, um, I believe that uh, we don't know anything about Mr. Comey lying, but we do know a lot about our president lying. <laughs> and that is already one fact that makes me believe him more than the president. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many things that are so terrible. You know, he's uh, ailing all our our other countries that are um, used to trust this country and follow their leadership. But now they're just talking. I was looking at Mrs. Merkel in Germany saying we cannot trust anymore. I mean, it's so sad. Yeah. The world, the whole world, is laughing at us. Yeah, Maria, I I think a lot of people are starting to. To, to feel that same way that that the things that the president says that aren't true the 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 chaotic nature of this early part of the administration is is damaging our reputation among our allies and and our role as as world leader thank you very much uh, uh, for the call let's uh, let's take Bruce in Detroit next Bruce you're on Detroit today good morning Stephen how are you this morning good how are you not bad. I watched the entire uh, testimony yesterday. I was very interested in seeing how this was going to play out. And I have to admit, I my, my feelings about Trump in terms of his honesty, his integrity has not changed. I have a problem understanding how uh, this man can lead this country and then hold his head up and, be, and not be honest with the American people who's responsible for him being in office. Uh, Comey comes comes to the uh, comes across as being very very credible. He has impeccable credentials. And the issue I have here now is twofold. One, what was General Flynn's involvement with this Russian situation? And two, was there an attempt by this president to obstruct justice? And I have real issues with both of those because an investigator should have a free hand in order to to bring out the truth, regardless of how it comes out and who it may hurt. Yeah. We as we are citizens expect that from our leaders, and we have yet to get that from Trump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce, thank you very much for uh, the thoughts there. I think, uh, again, lots of people in that camp now wondering where this all leads and when we're going to see this president act more presidential, assume more of the role uh, than than he has so far. Uh, David Shepardson, uh, uh, the the investigation will will continue. Obviously, uh, there are some more hearings that are that are scheduled. Uh, what's the next uh, what's the next sort of uh, chapter, I guess, that we will see that we see unfold next? I, I think, you know, as you said, the investigation is going to go on and as time moves forward, we may learn more about potential targets or witnesses and whether the special prosecutor convenes a grand jury and brings people before it. But, you know, Bob Mueller, the former FBI director, is a very methodical. I mean, I would not expect anything to happen right away. There's a very large team of of agents that have been working on the, the Russia investigation for over a year. So, 
no, I think you know, I think there'll be that, and there'll be hearings, but certainly in terms of high drama between this is probably a high water mark for for the for the time being, and and you know, I think the White House will may have some success in trying to pivot. After tomorrow was probably was well, yesterday was probably the worst day. You know, absent some big new revelations that might come down the road. But I mean, I think the, the big thing is this is not going to go away. I mean, these mm-hmm. are the type of things that dog administrations you know, it, it make it tough to focus on your agenda to push through issues, especially things that are controversial. And remember, you know, we're not that far away from the midterm elections. We also have a couple very important. Uh, special congressional elections, including one in Georgia, and if Democrats sure. win a, a red a red uh, district, that could make Republicans more reluctant to to go along with some of the more controversial things in President Trump's agenda. If the Republicans hold those seats, maybe the party may be more willing to support his agenda. So it's going to be a, a long, long hot summer <laughs> yeah. for the White House and for Congress. Yeah. All right, David Shepardson, reporter with Reuters in D.C., former congressional correspondent for the Detroit News. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thanks, Steve. Good talking to you. All right, up next, we're going to talk, uh, talk about a new book that looks at Detroit's complex racial history. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Mm-hmm.